Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into this special ACC tournament edition of the FizzCast. Alongside Tim Leonard, I'm J.D. Rachi, breaking down the ACC tournament, Syracuse's chances in the ACC tournament, and anything and everything you need to know about the ACC. Syracuse, of course, drawing the 11 seed in this tournament. They'll take on Wake Forest on Tuesday in the 11-14 matchup. But before we get to that first round matchup for Syracuse, Let's talk about the win over Clemson on Saturday. How important was that to Syracuse's tournament chances? I mean, it was everything. You had to win that game to even give yourself a chance at all. I mean, if you don't win that game, you frankly probably have to win the ACC tournament to get that automatic bid or else you're not getting the at-large bid. So first top 25 win, they absolutely needed it. And it's been funny because... It seems like when we count this team out, they put together a win just to keep Orange Nation back in and keep their bubble hopes really alive. You think of the Miami and the Louisville wins, both came off of bad losses. And then, yeah, the Clemson win, their third quadrant one win here. And really a big one, especially considering it's your first win in six tries this season against a top 25 team. Yeah, we've been begging for a marquee win this season, and I'm not sure how much Clemson is a marquee win. Yeah. yeah, they're toward the top of the ACC. Yeah, they're a top 25 team in the country. But really, when you break it down, when the committee breaks it down, the NCAA tournament committee, that is, you're looking for those big wins over big name opponents. Yeah, I mean, they and weren't Syracuse even, doesn't have one of those. They weren't even favored in that game. You know, Vegas had Syracuse as one point favorites, which you can disagree with or agree with, but. It's hard to say that it's a marquee win when Vegas wasn't even pegging you to lose the game in the first place, but it is a top 25 win. It is a quadrant one win, and we know that's kind of what the committee's focusing on this year. So it was a game they absolutely had to win, and they got it done, and now you go into the ACC tournament with some momentum, and it's kind of a little more simple. You've, you've got to win against Wake Forest, and then from there, you're in the conversation at least. I mean, you're not completely out of it. Yeah, and that's one thing we have to, when we look at that Clemson win, you got to look at and say, Syracuse needed this one to remain in that conversation that you mentioned, because without it, they're, on, they're what, 7-11 and 11 in conference. There's still two games under 500 in conference, even with that win against Clemson. Yeah. But they played pretty well in this, in, in, the, in the Clemson win. Uh, the offense wasn't there, but when is it? The defense Never. looked great. Yeah. I mean, the defense looked really, really good. Pascal Chukwu, I thought, had a really fantastic game, a really underrated game. Tyus Battle was his normal Tyus Battle self. Struggles in the first half a little bit. Can't really get things going, then explodes for a yeah, huge right second. Yeah, right off the bat. It just seems like every time we say, oh, Tyus is having an off game, and then all of a sudden it's the second half, he scores the first like six, seven points of the half, and all of a sudden he ends up with 20 at the end of the night like he always does. Right, you check the statue and you're like, Tyus had 20 points tonight? Where did that come from? I only remember him hitting like two jump shots at that little spurt to start the second half. And it's funny because in the, at halftime of that Clemson game, Lawrence Moten got honored, got his jersey retired by Syracuse basketball. And he was a guy that for his freshman season, I think he averaged about 18 points a game. That's about what he averaged for his entire career. And I remember I was in the Dome one night. Uh, I think it might have been for the Boston College game. And Tyus ended up with whatever, 20-plus points, and I was like, that might be the most quiet 20 points I have ever seen in my entire life. 
And somebody responded and was like, oh, that's a Trevor Cooney kind of night. Like, he'd have 20, you wouldn't even realize it. And then somebody else responded to the tweet and was like, no, that's a Lawrence Moten type of night. Right. The guy leads Syracuse all-time scoring, leads the Big East in all-time scoring. So it's just funny that we look at Tyus Battle having another quote-unquote quiet game, but he stepped up and played well in a game that Syracuse needed to win. That's what you need from uh, from your stars moving forward, and that's what they need against a Wake Forest team that I don't want to call them pretty good because they're really it's the not. ACC. I but mean, it's the ACC. They're no they, Pittsburgh. <laughs> and, and, you know, Wake's already beaten Syracuse once this season, right. so what's to say they don't do it again? These teams are in- incredibly familiar with each other at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that really stood out to me in that Clemson game was Mark Dolajai and just how aggressive he was in that first half. And he looked like the Dolajai that we saw on the, on the road against Miami in that big-time win. And, you know— Jim Beheim's mentioned this all season. They're not really guarding you, he says. Mark, I'm trying to tell you, like, go ahead and shoot. Be a little more aggressive because, as we know, they really need him. He's their fourth option right now, maybe fifth if you count Chukwu. But regardless, on most nights, he's going to be a guy that has to give you 8 to 10 points to be that fourth option. And really going forward, if they want any hopes of getting into the NCAA tournament, playing well in this ACC tournament, and if you do that, maybe getting to Dayton in the first four and going forward from there, you got to have Mark Dolzhai making a contribution like we saw against Clemson. Yeah, he had a really great game, and he's going to need to have another one against this Wake Forest team. As we mentioned, Wake's already beaten Syracuse once. They've split the season series thus far. Each team won their home game, but now it's on a neutral court, and the game's going to be played in Brooklyn. Obviously, Syracuse is much closer to Brooklyn than Wake Forest is. I tend to think that Syracuse might have a bit of home court advantage in the Barclays Center when yeah. all thing, when things are all said and done on Tuesday. Well, first off, I was at that game at Wake Forest earlier this year, the one that they lost. Terrible ending for Syracuse and Tyus Battle. He really struggled. Costly turnovers late is what decided that game. But there was a lot of Syracuse fans in the crowd, even for that game in Winston-Salem. So... You know, Wake Forest is kind of the type of team, it's a tobacco road team per se, but it doesn't get quite the same fan base or quite the same draw as an NC State, Carolina, or Duke. So they already don't have many fans regardless of venue, but then you factor in that's in Brooklyn. I would say it's going to be 95% Syracuse fans there. Yeah, but you know, again, you mentioned that there were a lot of Syracuse fans at that one home game, and again, Wake Forest beat them. And a big part of that is because they have a big man down low, that, frankly, Pascal Chukwu can't deal with. Pascal Chukwu could deal with the bigs for Clemson because they weren't like these behemoths, bulky guys. You saw it in the Duke game. Marvin Bagley, Wendell Carter both had huge games. Saw that coming from a mile away because Pascal Chukwu cannot get that physical. And then this Wake Forest team has Darrell Moore, who played really well in that first game against Syracuse down in Winston-Salem. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get 12 rebounds probably, and that's obviously a problem. And then the other thing is, if you look at Syracuse, the two things that they've struggled to defend or struggled to go up against this season has been three-point defense and a team that has good three-point shooters and also a team that's good at rebounding, crashing the glass, and getting second-chance opportunities. You think of NC State, you think of North Carolina, you think of Notre Dame, and then obviously in the three-point department, Wake Forest— Struggled in the first half, but then they finally came back to their norm in the second half of that game at Syracuse. I think they made like eight out of 13 threes in the second half or something crazy. It was in that phase where Syracuse just couldn't guard the three in the second half. It 
kind of the midway point of the ACC season. So that's two things you've got to focus on. And also, Bryant Crawford, I don't think he got pegged for any of the all-ACC teams. I thought he might get a nod for the third team or even the second team, the way he's been playing, because in the two games against Syracuse, I know he had 24 in Winston-Salem and was obviously a factor on defense. He's one of the best two-way guards in this league, so you've got to key in on him as well. Yeah, Bryant Crawford, I should say, and Mitchell Wilbekin are going to be two of the biggest matchups to look for in this game. Can they be effective against the 2-3 zone? Because they're both great shooters. Mitchell's brother, Scotty, obviously played at Florida and was a fantastic player in his own right, led his team to a Final Four and led his team to really great heights. And Mitchell, while he's not leading them quite in Wake Forest quite as far, he's still a very Very talented player. player. And that... I'd say that's kind of the big three for this Wake Forest team is Doral Moore, the big man, and then the two guards, Brian Crawford and Mitchell Wilbkin. I liken them very much to the big three that Syracuse has in Frank Howard, Tyus Battle, and O'Shea Brissett. I think that's an interesting matchup to look out for. Obviously, Doral Moore and O'Shea Brissett don't really match up like uh, Crawford and Battle and Wilbkin and Howard do, but it's still something to look at that the real three main options on each team those are really the only guys that are going to score the basketball. That's just the yeah. fact of the matter. I mean, I think Wake's a little deeper, but I do agree. That's probably where a bulk of their scoring is going to be. And, you know, when you look at this Wake team, you see that they're number 14 in the conference. Their conference record, their overall record really does not look good on paper, but they've kept a lot of these ACC games close. They really haven't been blown out in any capacity all season. I mean, even... At UNC, they lost by five or six points. At Miami was a really close game. So they've got a lot of talent on this team. They haven't really been able to capitalize late just because I think they're a little young, frankly. But that's still, it's not your average 14 seed. You know, it's not like you're going up against Pittsburgh and it's not like you're going up against a cakewalk team. This is the type of team that Syracuse is going to have to play just as good as they did against Clemson or maybe even a little better to get the job done. And part of that getting that job done is finally getting over the hump and winning that first ACC tournament game. This is, I think, going to be Syracuse's fifth ACC tournament that they're going to play in, and they still have not won a game. They have (laughs) got, like, just as a program, as a morale builder, as something for this fan base to cling to, they have got to win this game on Tuesday. It is so crucial to the rest of the season, obviously. If you lose this game, I think they're done. Oh, they're definitely done. If yep. they lose to Wake Forest in the ACC tournament, say hello to the NIT. It's, I think that's just the fact yeah. of the matter. But moving forward, it just if you can win this game, it just gives you a little oomph. Just say, finally, we got over that hump. Right. Let's get over another one. Let's get over another one. Let's fight and play deep into March. But if you don't win this game, that's just not going to be an option. And then looking forward, if, we, if Syracuse rather gets past Wake Forest— The next team in their path is no slouch. It's going to be North Carolina. Yeah, and really the bottom half of this bracket, depending on where you see the bracket, but the side that Syracuse is on, I think is the much tougher side because one, you've got Notre Dame at the 10 seed. We know they're really not the 10 seed when you have Bonzi Colson back. I mean, he put up 24 and 15 against Virginia. They almost beat UVA the other night. I think they should be in the tournament, but that's kind of a whole different story. They're probably a top 30 team in the country when they have all their guys at top strength. They won the Maui Invitational. We well, know think about what the, what they were, how they were ranked at the beginning of the season. People right. thought they were going to be a top 10 team in the country. Absolutely. So they're 
probably the the most underrated team or undervalued team in this tournament at the 10 seed and then obviously North Carolina at the 6 seed they're what 7th in the country and they're 6 in the ACC standings right now and also you've got Miami and Duke who are two of the top teams in the region so Syracuse probably won't get past North Carolina I'm going to say but just that really that bottom tier compared to the top tier I think is a completely different animal when you look at the top you've got Clemson and Virginia are the one and the four and then NC State is the five who I think UNC Miami and Duke are way better than those three teams yeah I'd say that the the way the it's the way the ACC shook out is because there were a lot of upsets in the ACC there were a lot of kind of surprising wins in this year's in 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 this year's conference schedule you saw NC State upset a couple of teams. You saw Clemson upset a couple of teams. UVA ran rampant. Notre Dame obviously had Bonzi Colson and Matt Farrell, their two top players, out for a good portion of the season. Uh, you look at a team like Virginia Tech, didn't start off so hot in the ACC, kind of found their way in the middle of that schedule, played some good games, yeah, had some one good at wins. Virginia. So They've you got know, some quality wins. So uh, the ACC tournament is just going to be so – it's just so jumbled. Right. I don't think you can look when you're watching this game on Tuesday night or when you're watching games in general in the ACC tournament moving forward, you cannot look at the little number next to the name of these teams. No. Because it's going to be the seed. It's not going to be the national ranking. It's going to be the seed, and it's going to be really confusing because you're going to say, well, how the heck is NC State a five seed? But North Carolina is a six seed, but North Carolina is a top 10, top 15 team in the country. You cannot look at the seeds. you got to look at this is the time where you say the eye test is the most important right. thing. The eye test is, is kind of like you're just going to see. Obviously, I think it's pretty clear that North Carolina is a better team than North Carolina State. That's just the, yeah. that's just the way I, I see Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's kind of weird because I was watching that North Carolina-Duke game on Saturday night, and I'm thinking from a Syracuse fan's perspective, because as we know, if North Carolina beats Duke and they stayed ahead like they were at halftime, UNC would have been the two-seed, and I believe Virginia Tech would have been the six-seed, so Syracuse would have drawn them in the second round if they get past Wake Forest. Now that's not the case because UNC did lose that game, but... So on paper, obviously, it shakes out and you think, oh, that's a tough draw. Now you've got to get a top 10 team in the second round. I'm kind of thinking reverse, though, because for the NCAA tournament chances, which is we know is really what matters most right now, I'd rather get to the second round of the NCAA, or the ACC tournament and get to the NCAA tournament than get to the third round of the ACC tournament and not get to the NCAA tournament. So that's priority number one. And I'm kind of thinking, oh, if you're playing Virginia Tech in that second round and you lose— there's probably no chance you're in the tournament. But if you play North Carolina after a good, convincing win over Wake Forest and you put up a fight and fall kind of like you did in Syracuse, maybe by four or five points, I think you've got a much better chance than if you lose to Virginia Tech. So it might actually be better for Syracuse's tournament hopes. Yeah, and imagine if you actually win that game against oh, North yeah, Carolina. Oh, yeah, you're definitely in. That gives you the marquee win that you really need. We're kind of calling Clemson the marquee win right now, but if— Syracuse finds a way to get past Wake Forest and then finds a way to beat North Carolina. That is the marquee win that Syracuse needs to get into the tournament. So this puts them in a spot. This is kind of everybody talks about it. It's the it's the haunting nature of the ACC, ACC schedule. It can hurt you a lot because you can lose a lot of games because people are other teams are very talented, and it can also help you a lot when you pick up big wins over right. those teams. Yeah, it's the give and take, and you know we've seen them. Have a lot of chances to get big wins this season. They really haven't executed, but I don't know. I don't know about you. I think if they beat Wake Forest and they put up a fight against UNC, 
I still see a scenario where they get in. Now, it all depends. A lot of it depends on what other teams do, including Louisville and Florida State and Notre Dame, who are all in the bubble as well in the ACC. But several other teams in many different conferences that are on the bubble with them, it depends on what they do. I think there is a scenario, though, where if they put up a fight against North Carolina, they still make it in the tournament because this team doesn't really have any bad losses. Their worst loss right now is either Georgia Tech or on the road at Georgia Tech or on the road at Wake Forest, as we mentioned. And, you know, if if two conference road losses are your worst losses, that's much better than it was last year for Syracuse. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But still, this what this resume is missing that last year's resume had was a marquee win. You had the win over Virginia. You had the win over Florida State. You had the win over Duke. You still didn't get in. Syracuse is still missing that marquee victory. We can cling to that Clemson win as much as we want saying oh yeah that's a really really good win well no it's it, it, it is a good win I shouldn't say no it is a good win but I don't think it's quite good enough to stand on its own and get Syracuse into the NCAA tournament but that's why we play the ACC tournament so that Syracuse gets a couple of more shots at maybe playing some really good teams and if Syracuse can get past Wake Forest on Tuesday they'll have North Carolina in that next round and For all your coverage that you need throughout the ACC tournament, throughout the NCAA tournament, make sure to follow us on Twitter, at OrangeFizz. Make sure to check in at the website for all of our articles, all of our content, our podcasts, everything. That's OrangeFizz.net. And make sure to follow along with us on the iTunes Pod Center by searching OrangeFizz. That'll wrap it up for us here on the ACC tournament edition of the FizzCast. For Tim Leonard, I'm J.D. Rachi saying so long. 